Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today, we're going to be getting into a new chapter in the book of 1 Corinthians, we've gone through the first five chapters, verse by verse, and it's hard to believe, but it's carried us now into chapter number six, and we'll begin looking at this new chapter today. So if you've just tuned in and you've not caught the rest, you'll want to listen. You can get those via our podcast. Our podcast is found on Spotify and iTunes. Wherever you find your podcast, you'll find us. Just go there, type us in, Striving for Revival. Hit subscribe. Once you do, you'll have free access to all of those archived Bible studies that uh, we have done. And I'm praying God will use that in your life. Basically, what I do is on this radio broadcast, I am just studying my Bible. And as I study my Bible, I make comments on the verses, and that's basically what I give to you. So we're just studying the Bible together. I'm not reading uh, into it. I'm not trying to look for... uh, some obscure meaning there. I'm basically just taking the Bible. We're interpreting what it says. We're trying to do it in context and just get a better understanding of the content of the Word of God. I tell you what we need is to know our Bible. That will strengthen you and I. It'll strengthen our convictions. I believe it'll help us in our faith. I believe it'll help us be more fervent in our service if we don't just carry the Bible, but that we have a working knowledge of the Bible. Not just, well, I know where Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is in the Bible. No, I mean, do you know the content, the context, the theme of those Bible books? Well, that's what I hope we learn as we go through our book together and we spend some time on striving for revival. Download the podcast if you've not, and I believe that'll be a help to you. Today in chapter 6, Paul is going to be dealing with yet another issue in this church at Corinth. Now, I am not trying to be overly or overtly negative about the church in Corinth. That's just the case in this letter that Paul is dealing with problems. But before we, you know, think that church is the worst church ever to exist, let's just think of us as individuals, and know every church has problems. Why? Because every church is filled with people, and those people are sinners, and when you got saved, you did not leave your baggage when you got saved, but you checked it for the whole ride, and it's there with you through life. So when folks come into church, they bring their baggage into the church with them. Paul is writing this church in Corinth, and when I think of the church in Corinth, I think of its carnality. It's just how it's known. Now, I'd hope our church is known for its spirit. I'd hope we'd be known for our singing. I'd hope we'd be known for our stand against the world and the worldliness. I hope we'd be known for the scriptures and the sermons that we preach that are Bible sermons. I also winning all these good things, but I wouldn't want to be known for sin, known for corruption, or known for carnality. But this church in Corinth was. Now, the first issue we find is division. Division over personality. They followed some, followed Paul, some Apollos, some Peter, and they were divided over it, filled with pride because of it. So Paul has to set things right, 
and let them know we are just servants of Christ. We're not worthy of your follow. We don't deserve any glory. He said, you follow the Lord. You follow me as I follow Christ, Paul would say. But he said, Jesus is the main thing, that in all things he might have the preeminence. The second sin Paul had to deal with was the sin of immorality. So we have immaturity and now immorality. Immorality uh, is such a manner that wouldn't even be fit to speak of, really. A gross sin of the flesh taking place in the church. Now, the issue is not so much that this sin took place, but rather this sin is not being dealt with. They're letting the sin stay in. They're not dealing with the committer of the sin. He is not repentant. He is not sorry. Rather, he is brazen in his anti-biblical behavior. And they're not expelling him from the church. The reason being, they're worried about their own uh, appearance. They're puffed up. They're full of pride. They're not mourning. They're rejoicing. And Paul is worried uh, uh, about their lack of action when it came to this wrong or this sin in their church. So Paul writes to them and gives them the analogy of leaven in bread and how a little bit of leaven ruins the entire lump of bread. Just the same, so sin, just a little sin, pollutes the entirety of the church in a few ways. And I've talked about this in previous Bible studies out of the last chapter. It pollutes it in the fact that as long as there is known sin, unrepentant of sin in the church, God can't bless it. I think about Achan with that accursed thing in his tent. Israel did not win victory till they got that sin out. They were defeated, annihilated, I mean, just destroyed. Same thing's true with the church. You're not going to have revival, see souls saved, and see God blessed the way that he wants to, as long as that sin is not dealt with. Now, secondly, it's like leaven in the fact it pollutes the whole lump. It desensitizes the rest of the church to that sin. It gets them used to it. They give it a pass. They pile around with it. Then it's hard to preach against it. It becomes more comfortable, more acceptable, and then you'll find it spreads. So sin must be dealt with. Now, the third issue is in chapter 6. That third issue is now the issue of <laughs> brothers, Christians having quarrels with one another that go so far where they sue each other. And they take their issue to a secular judge out in the world to get it taken care of. So Paul has to address it. Now let's look at verse 1 of chapter 6. Dare any of you having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints. Now before I even get into this, let me say I am not an advocate uh, for never taking uh, things down the legal route. In fact, I believe it is imperative that certain things are immediately taken down the legal route. But let me also say I am against petty quarrels being blown out of proportion and taken to the extreme to where it tarnishes the name of Christ because you didn't handle it biblically. And I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen and been very uh, close to those things happening, not personally, but been uh, around those who were involved in situations. Just a shame to even have to talk about it, <clears throat> but it, uh, things that elevate it. So he says, if you have a matter against another. Now, I'm sad to say, but that's just part of life. You say, what do you mean have a matter against one another? These Christians, surely they always get along. Uh, that's hilarious. If I had a laugh track, I'd have pressed the button right there. There's issues all the time. But here's the problem is you let that issue escalate to where you take it to 
an unjust judge, a lost individual more than likely, and try to get their judgment or their ruling on it. The judgment you need is in the book. The Bible will answer a lot of questions. And God's given you a shepherd as well. So let's look at this. As Paul deals with these problems in the church, he's addressing Christians suing one another. And it's sadly evident that this is happening in the church at Corinth. And Christians in this church had grievances, whatever they might be, against each other. And they'd taken the matter outside of the church and put it in the hands of secular society. They were suing each other. And Paul said, I'm not pleased with that. I'm not pleased with that at all. In fact, I'm a little upset that you do it. And he gives them direction, and he said, I, I, I would do something other than that. He said, brethren within the church ought to be trying to get it settled in the church. Don't take your dirty laundry and air it before lost people. The devil will use anything he can use to keep somebody to get from getting saved. And if it's your testimony that he can use, he'll use it. If it's a little petty issue, he'll use it. Any kind of problem or chink in the armor, any kind of blemish he can put on the name of Christ, he'll do it. Now, Jesus won't tarnish his own reputation because he cannot. He is sinless and he is perfect. But your life and my life can go sideways, get sin and be sorry, and then can cast shade on the Savior's name. we got to be careful. We want to take care of it in the church. I'm afraid we've gotten so far away from biblical Christianity, we don't even think like that. Even some of you may be listening to me think that is so outlandish. I watched Judge Judy, bless God, I'm taking it to the judge. Well, that's fine, but if you want to be biblical, and I don't know if you want to be or not, but if you do, then here it is. When you have an issue, I'm talking about an issue that can be handled within the church that does not need any outside influence whatsoever. You ought to be quick to want to do it the Bible way. I'll say it again. There are some things that ought to be taken out, have to be taken out legally. You got to report it, get it taken care of, let the judge deal with it. But there's little petty things. Oh my goodness. That can be taken care of in a conversation for crying out loud in the hallway, in the parking lot, in the pastor's office, and could be settled. Those things ought to be settled biblically. Well, that's our first verse in this chapter. I'm going to continue on down this road. I'm praying God will use it in your life like he has in mine. But until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.